So what this is is a guided jhana meditation. It's a guided jhana factor meditation. We'll work with four jhanas today. And um, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be reading the sutta one by one as they occur, number 111. And I'm going to highlight all the jhana factors that uh, arise in each of the jhanas. And what you're going to do is see if you can see those factors in those jhanas. And there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of things to look at. And, and you don't don't make yourself crazy trying to find all of them, but maybe pick a few and just observe them. See, we're the whole idea here is to observe. It's not to get anywhere, but it's just to just to um, look at a jhana and look at the factors that are there, and it puts your mind more into observation than into striving. And the only striving part is you just say. Let me go no higher than the first jhana. And then you hopefully will do that. Maybe you don't. It's okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, so what happens is we'll do uh, about a 15-minute guided meditation. And I'm going to start with a little bit of metta just to get everybody going. And then I'm going to start to read the 111 about the first jhana. And I'll, I'll give you instructions along the way. And then we'll sit for, say, 10 more minutes. And then you will just observe what is going on with you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and start our guided meditation. Everybody, please get comfortable. And we'll just start out with some loving kindness. Just relax. Just be here right now. Notice what's going on around you. Notice what's happening in your body. All right, put that smile on your face and now feel loving kindness. Wish yourself some loving kindness. And see it coming out of your heart. Spreading all over your body. And if you see the least bit of trying to make something happen, just relax and just do it. Just image that loving kindness and just see it there already right now.
Now you're just in a bubble of loving kindness. It surrounds you. You're in a very happy place. Your mind is very content. Your body is warm and glowing. Now think about holding the baby, holding your cat, just feel that kindness. Feel that love and kindness. And just hold them close to your chest. Now take that loving kindness and spread it out to everybody in this group. Just radiate that loving kindness to everybody on your screen. And put everybody in your heart. And hold them close and wish them kindness. Now, during this process, I want you to just say to yourself, "May I no go? May I go no higher than the first jhana?" May I experience the first jhana and all of its jhana factors. Now I want you to send loving kindness out into your room. May everything in my room be happy. And out into your house or your apartment, just may every everybody and everything be happy.
if there's some vibration happening that usually doesn't happen in your normal life, just notice that. What does it feel like? Now wish everyone in your neighborhood happiness, peacefulness. And wish everybody in your city, your neighborhood, your city, happiness and peace. Now I'm going to start to read the sutta. And please pay attention. This is one by one, Anupada Sutta. One by one as they occurred. Thus have I heard. On one occasion, the Blessed One was living at Savati in Jetta's Grove, Anattapindika's Park. There he addressed the bhikkhus thus. Bhikkhus, Venerable Sir, they replied. The Blessed One said this, because Sariputta is wise. Sariputta has great wisdom. Sariputta has wide wisdom. Sariputta has joyous wisdom. Sariputta has quick wisdom. Sariputta has keen wisdom. Sariputta has penetrative wisdom. During half a month, bhikkhus, Sariputta gained insight, insight into states one by one as they occurred. Now, Sariputta's insight into states one by one as they occurred was this. Here bhikkhus, quite secluded from sensual pleasures, secluded from unwholesome states, Sariputta entered upon and abided in the first jhana, which is where you are now, which is accompanied by applied and sustained thought with rapture and pleasure born of seclusion. Applied and sustained thought. So what are those? You apply your mind to the object. You bring it up. And you continue to stay with it. So notice how you're staying with your object. With rapture and pleasure born of seclusion. Rapture is joy. 
doesn't have to be really strong. It can just be kind of um, a looking forward, a happiness, an excitement. May or may not be there. Then there's also pleasure, which is a contentment, a happiness born of contentment. And all of this is born of seclusion because we've closed our eyes and shut off the outside world. And when the mind is quiet, it allows rapture and pleasure to arise. And the states in the first jhana, the applied thought, the sustained thought, the joy, the pleasure, and the unification of mind. Notice the factor of unification. The mind is not jumping all over. It's kind of become solid. It's like the water is freezing into ice. But it's a pleasant solid. And also the contact, feeling, perception, volition, intention and mind, the joy, the decision, energy, mindfulness, equanimity, and attention. These states were defined by him one by one as they occurred. Knowing to him those states arose, knowing they were present, knowing they disappeared. He understood thus. So indeed, these states not having been come into being, having been, they vanish. Regarding those states, he abided unattracted, unrepelled, independent, detached, free, dissociated with a mind rid of barriers. He understood there is an escape beyond, and with the cultivation of that, he confirmed that there is. So going back to the first jhana, we have the applied thought, the sustained thought. There is some joy. There is some happiness. Observe those. Unification of mind. Is your mind unified? All of the aggregates are there. Contact. Feeling. You notice feeling. Perception. The thing that's naming everything, how you know things. 
volitions or intentions and things coming up in your mind to do. And mind, just the fact of mind being there. There is joy, there is decisions arising, just things where I'm going to do this. There's a factor of energy. Mindfulness. Remembering to stay mindful, remembering to see things. There is some equanimity. And lastly, attention. The mind attends to these states. So let's sit for a little while and just see what's there. Not going beyond the first jhana, but noticing the factors that are present and seeing if you can name them. Continue your loving kindness. Let it spread out. See it. Notice it. Observe it.
Now notice that there's more things that you can be noticing. There's just the feeling. Anything, you know, the definition of feeling is anything that you feel. That was the Buddhist definition. Not this or that type of feeling. It's if you feel it, it's feeling. And notice all the feeling that's happening in your body, in the mind. Feeling of loving kindness. Feeling of calm, of equanimity, tranquility. So the contact, the feeling, all of these things, the five aggregates, of course, are not separate from the five factors. The factors are part of the five aggregates. So you're feeling all of these factors. Your mind makes contact with them. Now you're putting some applied thought into bringing up a smile and loving kindness once again. May I be happy. May I be content and peaceful. May this loving kindness go all over my body. Radiate to everyone in this group. Again, bhikkhus with the stilling of applied and sustained thought. Meaning now you're just simply in the jhana. You don't need to keep it going by saying phrases or pushing anything at all. Sariputta entered and abided in the second jhana, which has self-confidence and singleness of mind without applied and sustained thought with rapture and pleasure born of collectedness. And the states in the second jhana, the self-confidence, the joy, the pleasure, the unification of mind, And contact. Whenever your mind notices something new that comes up, that's contact. It's the coming together and consciousness arises. That's just, it's contact isn't a thing. It's a process. You notice something, that's contact. And there's feeling there. And there's perception. It names the feeling. It knows what it is. 
and there's volition or intentions or what to do with that feeling. There'd be a thought about that feeling. Maybe a future decision about that feeling. And mind, just noticing mind. That big open space where everything is happening. There's also the joy, the decision, factors of decision. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Just arises out of nowhere. Energy. Mindfulness. Equanimity. And attention. These states were defined by him one by one as they occurred. Known to him, those states arose. Known they were present. Known they disappeared. He understood thus. And with the cultivation of that attainment, he confirmed that there is. Now we experience the second jhana. The mind calms down now. The noise goes away. But the joy, the happiness, are still there. When your mind notices something new, then there's contact. And whatever it is, it's feeling. You feel it. And you perceive what it is. A little mental image will come up. It says, oh, that's, that's warmth. And then there might be a thought coming from that. There may be a decision that arises about that. There can be energy in the mind. 
or there can be sloth and torpor. There can be high energy or low energy. There can be some equanimity and attention.
should be easier now. You should feel it, feel warm. You should just be able to smile and just let it in. Let's direct some of that loving kindness to the group here again. And now just see that radiating from your body. So the third jhana, again, monks, with the fading away of joy, Sariputta abided in equanimity and mindful and fully aware, still feeling pleasure with the body, still still feeling happiness with the body. He entered upon and abided in the third jhana on account of which Noble Ones announce, he has a pleasant abiding who has equanimity and is mindful. And the states in the third jhana, the equanimity, the happiness, Mindfulness, full awareness, and the unification of mind. Now there's more equanimity, unification, a contentment. And not to forget there is the contact, 
the contact when the jhana arises, the feeling, all of the feelings that we feel in the jhana, the perception, we're naming all those feelings, formations and mind, formations or thoughts. And mind. And formations can be hindrances too. We have also the enthusiasm, decision, energy, mindfulness, equanimity, and attention. These states were defined by him one by one as they occurred. Notice how you're aware of only one thing at a time. You're aware of this feeling. You're aware of how the mind is unified. Or you're aware of happiness. And how is that awareness happening? It's perception. You're naming feelings. Knowing to him those states arose, knowing they were present, knowing they disappeared. He understood thus. So indeed, these states, not having been, come into being. Having, having been, they vanish. Regarding those states, he abided unattracted, unrepelled, independent, detached, free dissociated with the mind rid of barriers. You just let these states be there and they disappear on their own. He understood there is an escape beyond and with the cultivation of that attainment, he confirmed that there is. So the states of the third jhana are equanimity, happiness, mindfulness, and full awareness, and unification of mind.
Now I want you just to observe what is there. Don't do anything. Just observe. Just smile a little bit and observe. And you can enjoy it. You can feel happy. You can feel happy to observe. It's not work. It's just a little fun project. Notice the equanimity. sense of pleasure, happiness. You might notice that your body's kind of disappeared. The feelings, the feeling is more subtle, but there's still feeling arising and passing away.
bring the smile back up. Just feel that smile. Again, monks, with the abandoning of pleasure and pain and with the previous disappearance of joy and grief, Sariputta entered upon and abided in the fourth jhana, which has neither pain nor pleasure and purity of mindfulness due to equanimity. Now joy and happiness are abandoned. There is only balance. It doesn't mean that there cannot be a pain arising or a pleasurable feeling arising. It means that it doesn't make your mind shake. And the states in the fourth jhana, the equanimity. a neither painful nor pleasant feeling, the mental unconcern due to tranquility. You're tranquil, so nothing bothers you. The purity of mindfulness, you see everything that arises. And the unification of mind, Now your mind is not shaking. It's steady. It's like it's solidified. And you see the contact. Contact arises when you see a different factor or feeling and you see feeling feeling in the body feeling in the mind feeling in anywhere at all and you know what the feeling is it's perception and formations thoughts yeah this is a better word than volition this is formations and mind. The five aggregates and the four foundations of mindfulness are still here. The enthusiasm, decision, energy, mindfulness, equanimity, and attention these states were defined by him one by one as they occurred. 
He still has his mindfulness. He still has his full awareness of what's happening as it arises. Mind is not glued to one particular thing. There are still movements to be observed. Knowing to him those states arose. Knowing they were present. Knowing they disappeared. He understood thus, and with the cultivation of that attainment, he confirmed that there is still more to do. So this phrase here, knowing to him those states arose. When you see equanimity, you simply know that it's there. That it's present. And when you know that you're looking at some other state, maybe it's happiness, joy, you know now the equanimity has disappeared. It's no longer there. That's mindfulness. You simply know what's there. And you remember to keep looking. You actually remember to keep looking into 6R if your mind is starting to wander. Just relax at this stage. You might notice the feeling has come up into your head. 